This is Magic Drive Time, your daily dose of Orlando Magic basketball. Drops it off to Vooch, he'll dunk it down. Daddy Vooch! Magic Drive Time is presented by International Diamond Center, your local diamond experts since 1981. Throws up ahead to Isaac and look at the tomahawk from the Seminole. Chief Osceola smiling somewhere. Now here's your host, Jake Chapman. And welcome into Magic Drive Time, Monday, December 30th. I'm your host, Jake Chapman. We're presented, as always, by the International Diamond Center. The Magic back at it tonight at Amway Center after a lost Saturday to the Bucks in Milwaukee. It'll be the Atlanta Hawks this evening, and it's that time of the year. Injuries starting to mount up a little bit. Both the Magic and Hawks coming tonight banged up. Trey Young out for Atlanta. He's got a bum ankle. Jabari Parker, doubtful. He's dealing with a shoulder injury. And the Magic will be without Aaron Gordon tonight. He left Saturday's game with a sore Achilles, received an MRI yesterday, came back clean. But the Magic and Aaron, I'm sure, will be positive he's back to 100% before he rejoins the team. Mo Bamba, a bit more likely. He shot around this morning, barring any setback tonight pregame. The Magic should have their backup center ready to go tonight. To shed a little light on this and more, we head to the hotline. Josh Robbins of The Athletic joins me tonight on Magic Drive Time. He's on Twitter at Joshua B. Robbins. Hello, sir. How are you? Welcome. Right. Thank you very much. I'm very good, Josh. Uh, happy holidays and, uh, and an early happy new year to you. Uh, you spoke to Clip this morning. It sounds like we're going to see uh, some of the reinforcements tonight. Melvin Frazier, Wes Awundu, uh, and Emil Jefferson going to get some burn tonight, uh, according to Cliff anyways. When you talk to some of those guys today, what's your, what are your impressions of how ready some of those younger guys are for tonight? Always tough to tell. Uh, Emil Jefferson... Uh, is a, a very um, detail-oriented player who will uh, be in the right spots. Uh, the Magic are very confident of, of that. Uh, not a spectacular player on either side of, of the ball. Uh, Melvin Frazier, you could only maybe count on one hand the number of meaningful uh, the games in which he had meaningful mi- minutes uh, over his year and a half pro career, and uh, Wes Awundu, of course, is someone who is more familiar to, to Magic fans who has nonetheless uh, had a lot of problems shooting the ball this year. So uh, all key, and, and also uh, Mo Bamba is, is on track to play tonight. Will you tell me a little bit about Frazier and, and maybe Magic fans who might not know that much about him? Just give me kind of a little thumbnail scouting report on him. Well, he's a, he's a, he's a swing man out of, out of uh uh, of Tulane and from uh, New Orleans, who was a second-round draft pick of, of the Magic uh, back in uh, 2018, uh, played sparingly as a rookie, uh, had a stress fracture uh, in uh, one of his lower legs heading into this summer that required a rod and three screws to repair, and he was off his feet for, or at least unable to 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 play in summer league this past summer. So. Uh, he has shuttled back and forth to a degree uh, to, uh, to Lakeland. And uh, it's interesting to see what he brings to the table. He's got uh, length. Uh, he's, more, he's a defensive-minded player, kind of in the uh, Jeff Weltman, John Hammond uh, scouting mold. Uh, the question that I would have is, can he shoot? Mm. Uh, I have not seen enough of him uh, to, make a, to make a determination yet. Josh, you, when you and I spoke before the season began or, or, or during training camp early on, I know perimeter shooting was one of your biggest concerns about this team heading into the season. 
Uh, 14 and 18 now through 32 games, and y- you've had injury issues, obviously, but the perimeter shooting has been an issue so far this year. Is that something that you think can be rectified, um, w- I-, I guess, with the talent and the personnel on hand, or-, or-, or maybe do you think with trade season heating up, we might see some moves, and maybe shooting will be one of the primary, uh, the primary goals to kind of add to this group? Well, I de- they are thirty. They are twenty sixth in the league in three point shooting uh, at thirty three point seven percent beyond the arc. I don't. I don't see that improving a great deal uh, over the course of the rest of the season. Uh, it's a huge problem. And uh, could it? Could it? Uh, could they make trades to to rectify that? I- I'm not sure. The the issue to me is the Magic are not going to give up any of their young core in order for to make a short-term fix. Mm. So by young core, I would say that Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz are, are absolutely untouchable. I'd be surprised if the Magic would have any uh, serious um, inclination to, to trade Mo Bamba. Uh, and so short of making those moves, who could they bring in who would make a discernible difference? You know, some people who I thought would have made it just a big difference for a team like this would have been some veterans like a, a Wayne Ellington, a Troy Daniels. I thought people in, in that mold, uh, veterans with proven long-range uh, track records, could have really helped this team. And yet now, midway through the season, I, I, I just think it would be tough for the Magic to acquire someone who could really move the needle, given that shooting is in such high demand throughout the league. The teams that have good shooters aren't giving them up for the most part, unless they're getting a young person with very high upside. And the three players I just mentioned, uh, Fultz, Isaac, Bamba, I think are uh, magic are certainly wedded to them. Magic Drive Time, Jake Chapman here with you. We're talking to Josh Robbins from The Athletic. I want to go back to Aaron real fast. What did you glean game on Saturday about uh, the Achilles injury? Um, I know it's been reported that it was probably tied to that ankle sprain earlier uh, earlier um, this season. What do you know about Aaron, how he was feeling, where he is right now mentally, and maybe some, some sort of a, a timeline on his return? I can tell you this. Back uh, December 18th in Denver when they were playing, I noticed just watching him run up and down the court uh, away from the ball that he was not moving with any degree of fluidity. And that's improved uh, to a degree since then. Certainly he looked great uh, in the game against Philadelphia that the Magic won uh, on Friday. But apparently it is still bothering him uh, leading into that Milwaukee game. I know Fox Sports Florida had pregame warm-up video of him trying to stretch out that Achilles. Uh, So this has been lingering uh, for for some time, and I, what I gleaned from hearing him talk to the reporters in Milwaukee on on Saturday night is, is that he's that he wants this uh, wants that whole ankle and Achilles area to to calm down completely before he steps on the court again, and and I'll be interested to see uh, whether whether his thoughts about the comfort of that ankle uh, differ from what the Magic's thoughts are. Uh, heading forward, uh, Cliff said today, uh, definitely out tonight against Atlanta. Could be out uh, Wednesday and then unclear after that. So uh, that's something to monitor because with with Chiefs out as well, the Magic are, are missing two of their top three forwards. 
rebounding has been a pretty good barometer all season, Josh, as far as, um, you know, if you just look at the charting numbers, they're 5-14 and 14 when they get out-rebounded by their opponent. They got beat up on the glass on Saturday against the Milwaukee Bucks. I know Cliff said today that he thought the attention to detail on Saturday night was terrible, sort of top to bottom, and I'm sure that was part of it. But what do you make of the rebounding woes? Obviously, Aaron Gordon helps in that department when he's healthy. Um, but how big of an issue is that? And and how much? It doesn't make a ton of sense when you look at the team, the way they were built around size and athleticism. It does seem like it's one of those things where you know you just got to turn around and and put your butt on somebody and box out, uh, and the team's not doing that right now. I agree with you. As usual, you were spot on, and <laughs> I don't recall an instance in which you weren't spot on. By the oh, way, Josh. Well, just yeah, just FYI. Um, so. The, ma- the issue for the Magic is defensive rebounding. They are sixth in the league in defensive rebounding percentage, which is very good relative to the, to the rest of the league. But for given the team's deficiencies as shooters, uh, their need to prevent teams from getting second-chance points, sixth in the league isn't good enough for the Magic. They, they need to be top three. And, and last year, I believe, they, they were top three. So – They've got to be better. I think the best possible play I could cite occurred in the first game, in the first half of the game against Milwaukee uh, several nights ago. There was one Bucks possession where the Bucks got four offensive rebounds and then wound up scoring. Uh, that I thought was a, a turning point in the game. Maybe not on the scoreboard, but certainly an emotional turning point. So they've got to do. They've got to do much better there. That they seem to be making massive strides in the victory over Philly uh, than not so much against Milwaukee. And, and that's the kind of inconsistency that, that uh, I guess you could say, rubs Steve Clifford the wrong way. Yeah, and you bring up a good point. I mean, it's so demoralizing when you defend for 21 seconds and then you got to do a whole another 24 or um, you give up three or four offensive rebounds. And, I mean, this team is so built and predicated on its defense that uh, it's got to be frustrating when, when you're able to, to string together one, two good defensive possessions, and uh, and then you still end up allowing a bucket on that end. Josh going to stick around for another segment, and before we do that, let me tell you about this. Magic fans, be part of the action when big games come to town. See the Magic face teams like the Miami Heat, Boston Celtics, the Los Angeles Clippers as they visit Amway Center. Get your tickets out at OrlandoMagic.com. See big games Above all, more Magic Drive time when we come back with Josh Robbins right here, 96.9 The Game. Our magic never compromise on the court. And Magic fans don't have to compromise when it comes to diamonds, engagement rings, and fine jewelry. You always get more at International Diamond Center. IDC is Florida's leading jeweler, recognized statewide for excellence in every category, selection, value, and trust. And that's why we've been named exclusive jeweler of the Orlando Magic again this year. So come visit one of our eight showrooms across the state or 24-7 at shopidc.com forward slash go magic. International Diamond Center, where Magic fans shop for jewelry. Fultz, he'll drive in, hands off to Isaac, he'll rise up, dunk it down hard. Markel Fultz says here, big guy. Be at Amway Center and see magic above all when the Orlando Magic face their home state rivals, the Miami Heat, on Friday, January 3rd. Watch Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, and the team as they battle Jimmy Butler, Myers Leonard, and the rest of the Heat. Buy your tickets today at OrlandoMagic.com to see the Magic play the Heat Friday, January 3rd at 7 p.m. You won't want to miss this big game. 
Magic fans, are you in need of a new roof? Roof damage is not always visible from the ground. In order to make sure your roof is sealed and secure during rain and hurricane seasons, call Carol Bradford Roofing today for a free roof inspection. As the official builder of the Magic, Carol Bradford Roofing is a licensed and insured family-owned company who's been trusted for years to provide quality work and products to protect the most prized possessions under a roof, your family. To speak with a professional today, call 833-237-ROOF or visit cbroofing.com and mention the Magic to receive $500 off your new roof roof hey magic fans here's a pass that always leads to a score buy or renew a qualifying walt disney world annual pass at amway center this season and score a free orlando magic nike swingman jersey in the color of your choice one annual pass gets you a year of theme park magic at all four walt disney world parks and an orlando magic jersey that's twice the magic visit the orlando magic team shop at amway center or orlandomagic.com annual pass for more information Hey, Magic fans, when the Magic win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. The day after a Magic win, get 50% off regular menu price online orders at papajohns.com when you use the promo code MAGICWIN. That's right, celebrate a Magic win the next day with 50% off online orders at Papa John's. And don't miss a shot. Track your order live with Papa Track. Papa John's, official pizza of the Orlando Magic. Offer good online only, not valid with any other discounts, delivery fee, and taxes extra, and not subject to discount offer. This is Jonathan Isaac from the Orlando Magic, celebrating big wins and the work that gets you there. For those who use disappointments, turning them into opportunities to learn, to grow, and to thrive. For those who rise every day with the sole purpose of improving on who they were yesterday. The experts at Evan Health support you. For proving, we all have the power to rise to any challenge. Advent Health, feel whole. Chick-fil-A has teamed up with the Magic to reward fans with free original chicken sandwiches. If the Magic hit 10 or more three-pointers in a home game, everyone in attendance of that game will win a free original chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A. Trying to go around him, can't. Over to Isaac, 4-3, J.I. up and in. All you have to do is take your ticket stub or your redemption offer in the Magic app into any participating Central Florida location for a free original chicken sandwich. For official rules, visit orlandomagic.com slash Chick-fil-A. At Mountain Dew, we say here's to the doers. The people who know you got to do what you got to do. Who do it big. Then do it bigger. Who don't just watch. So if there's something you want to do, here's a little advice. Grab yourself an ice-cold Mountain Dew. And get to it. That's right. Get going. Get started. Stand up. Jump up. Grab hold of it. Work it out. Grind it out. Get stoked. Get passionate. And do it. Don't ask how you should do it. Don't ask if it can be done. Because there are those who don't. And those who do. Let's do. Let's do. Let's do. Let's do the do. This is Jonathan Isaac of the Orlando Magic. It's time to get ready for tonight's game with Magic Drive Time. Welcome back, Magic Drive Time. Jake Chapman with you in our Magic Studios. Josh Robbins with me on the hotline, getting set for the Magic in the Atlanta Hawks tonight at Amway Center. Hawks come in a bit wounded. They've dropped 10 straight. Trey Young is out tonight. Uh, but as we know, at the beginning of the season, 
this Hawks team is very dangerous, and John Collins has been on an absolute tear uh, since returning from his suspension, averaging over 23 points a game over his last three. And as we bring Josh Robbins back in, um, Josh, these Atlanta Hawks, they don't, they don't stop very many people uh, defensively. It's just kind of a layup line there, but uh, it's a young team, a lot of energy. And with this Magic team so far this year, it, it feels like they match up really well with teams that want to turn it into a track meet. The Magic are, I think, are good at, at sort of, you know, slowing teams down and kind of grinding things to a halt but as we know in this league um, there's a lot of talent on the other side those guys drive Mercedes as well and if the Magic aren't careful tonight they might get got Agreed Yeah, I agree and John Collins uh, their talented uh, power forward slash center is uh, is back scored 34 points in, in Atlanta's uh, recent loss to the Bulls uh, Look, the, mag- the Magic aren't at the place where they can look past anybody. And if they enter a game thinking, well, the Atlanta Hawks don't have Trey Young, the, the person who, who shot the lights out in, in the Hawks' victory over the Magic earlier this year, thinking that it's going to be a cakewalk, well, then that's a recipe for trouble. In games like that, that's, those are the games often where they're, you're not defensive rebounding or you're taking ill-advised shots or your lack of attention to detail is a, is a problem. So I, I agree with you. Once again, you and I are in agreement. Uh, this could be, a, this could be uh, one of those trap games for, for Orlando. When you, let's go back to Saturday night a little bit, and I guess just kind of I, I thought some of the Magic's most glaring problems all season long uh, surfaced on Saturday night, and I mentioned the rebounding in the first segment. The other part is the bench scoring, and the Magic, it always seems like you always hear Cliff talk about when we broke the lineup, you know, things went a little sideways, and some of that can just be a personnel thing, but when you look at the bench and what the Magic need uh, to be provided from the bench, you know, you, you think about that West Coast swing. DJ Augustine was so good uh, for all four of those games out West, even though he only went one and three on the trip, and then you think about the two games that you won coming back home against the Bulls and the Sixers, Terrence Ross played his role off the bench, that human torch role. It doesn't feel like DJ or Terrence Ross can ever do it on the same night together. I think maybe getting those two guys going at once would be a huge key and a huge boon to that bench scoring. What do you make of that? Is that just something that, you know, does it feel like maybe coincidence that it's either one or the other? Um, I know Ken Birch, it always feels like when he's in the game, it helps T. Ross get going because he sets such good screens. But what's the key to get the Magic bench kind of going in concert moving forward? Well, I think a big problem is is that so much of this depends on who you play with. And by that, I mean who else is on the floor alongside you. And if you don't have, in today's NBA, if you don't have at least four capable outside shooters, uh, it makes it extraordinarily difficult for all the quality outside shooters. So uh, I'm looking over, this is great radio, I'm looking over the Magic's rotations uh, from that that, uh, game against Milwaukee. And, you know, I just think it's, it's going to be tough for Terrence Ross and DJ Augustine to get a whole bunch of open looks when they are playing alongside uh, non-shooters such as Wes Wundu and Kem Birch. That's an area where Mo Bamba's uh, ability to, to, to shoot the three, uh, such as it is, helps. Uh, so it, it's a problem for which I, I don't see much uh, an, easy way, uh, an easy solution, particularly when Aaron Gordon's out. 
which just stretches the, de- the depth that much thinner. And, and one of the things I've noticed this whole year is just how much more difficulty the Magic have had to get Terrence Ross open shots. Mm-hmm. And as good of a bad shot shooter as he is, you still want him to take open shots. And if they don't have enough shooting on the floor, it's going to be just very, very tough for him to, to get into a groove. What was different last year? I mean, is there anything, does it make sense? Like, can you point to anything that says that this is probably why Terrence Ross has struggled uh, earlier this year? Or, I mean, is it just a personnel thing? Like, or was he just making bad shots with, with greater frequency last year? I mean, I, I, I can't figure out what the big difference has been from the last, uh, what, 31 games of last year to, to the first 32 or so this year. Part of it is that, uh, well, over the course of the entire season, the Magic were able to get him open more often last year. Yep. Still not a tremendous amount, but but a substantial amount more than they had been able to do so this year. I think part of that is uh, the screening that Kem Birch provided over the final 31 games last year. I think that certainly helped. Uh, in, in some instances, Mo Bamba is nowhere near the screener Kim Birch is. And to be fair, Kim Birch is the best screener on, on this Magic team. That's part of it. I also think that the Toronto Raptors really kind of showed the way for the rest of the league uh, in the playoffs last year. They, they were just determined not to let Terrence Ross, uh, Vucevic, or after game one, DJ Augustine beat them. Uh, they... They dared anyone else to take open shots, and, and so I think that's uh, I think that's what's going on here. That that uh, again, it, it goes back in a, to a large degree to, to who you play with, and uh, certainly if the Ma- if the Magic are looking for a villain in all this, perhaps they can cite uh, the uh, X's and O's uh, acumen of Nick Nurse here, because I think he he also kind of showed the way for a lot of other teams. Man, I thought we left that last spring. Uh, still still dealing with that as we head into 2020. Josh Robbins with me on Magic Drive Time. Uh, let's talk about J.I. He had one of his steals revoked, and so Nick Anderson can uh, can pop the bubbly just like Mercury Morris and the, uh, the, the Miami Dolphins. His uh, steals in one game of record of eight uh, will stand for at least a little bit longer. But Jonathan Isaac, Josh, I, I mean, when you talk to your your media brethren, are, are people around the league, I realize we're down here in Orlando and the team hadn't won a ton of games so far this year, but are people around the league taking notice of what this guy's doing? Well, certainly, I, certainly the scouts are. Now, in terms of the rest of the media, I'm kind of shaking my head here. I, I don't think so. I think <laughs> so much of uh, – people know he's, he's a good defender. That's – true but to really get exposure you have to do it in big games uh, on tv and as long as the magic are hovering under 500 and are not getting on national tv it's going to be difficult uh for some of the magic's young players to get exposure i think that's one of the reasons why markel fultz's um season uh, which really has been the feel-good story of the entire nba season hasn't gotten uh, it isn't really the talk of the league. <laughs> so is, is it a small market thing? No, not really. I think it's more of a, I think the eyes gravitate to teams that are higher up in the standings. And uh, until the match get there, uh, 
I still think it's going to take uh, a whole bunch more five, six uh, steel performances, five, six block performances just to get uh, Isaac's uh, stellar defensive play on, on, on the map. And I know that's not, I know that's not what magic fans want to hear. And it's certainly not what magic publicists want to hear, but, I, I do think that that's the case. No, I think you're right. I mean, it's you're right. Small markets are one thing, and maybe you have a little bit more to recover from. But if you go back the last 10, 15 years, you got to build up towards that. Oklahoma City had plenty of exposure uh, uh, when they had Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook and James Harden in Cleveland. And there's all sorts of examples of small markets. Um, what gets you eyeballs is winning games. And uh, the Magic, unfortunately, have had a, a rough couple of years in that regard. He's Josh Robbins. You can follow him on Twitter at Joshua B. Robbins. Appreciate all the insight. As always, Happy New Year, Josh. We'll catch up soon, okay? Thank you for having me. Absolutely. There he is, Josh Robbins here on Magic Drive Time. Jake Chapman here with you. we got the Magic and the Hawks coming up right here on 96.9 The Game. We're back tomorrow with another edition of Magic Drive Time. Have a great night, everybody. When it comes to the best diamonds at the best prices in Florida, Magic fans choose International Diamond Center. It's why IDC has earned the title Exclusive Jeweler of the Orlando Magic year after year. IDC dominates the competition every day with a massive inventory of hand-selected diamonds, literally thousands of designer rings, an unparalleled selection of fashion jewelry, the guaranteed best values in America, and the strongest warranties in the jewelry industry. Learn more at shopidc.com slash gomagic, where Magic fans shop for jewelry. Join us for a night of Jedi and Jump Shots as the Orlando Magic celebrates Star Wars Night on Saturday, January 4th. Come to a galaxy far, far away and see the Magic take on the Jazz at Amway Center. Enjoy photo opportunities with characters, Star Wars trivia, and a performance by your favorite Jedi Master, Stuff. Get a special ticket package including a limited edition pin set available only at orlandomagic.com slash starwars. Act fast. Only 500 packages available. And don't forget, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker opens in theaters December 20th.